Welcome to the Unbothered Blondes podcast, hosted by myself, Randa Caraba, and my other Unbothered Blonde girlfriend, Kate Davis. Nothing is off limits in this tell-all podcast, where we discuss everything you've ever wanted to know, from motherhood, entrepreneurship, marriage, childhoods, rising above bullying from mean girls, and so much more. Get ready for a closer look into our lives, past, present, unfiltered, raw, and of course, blonde. Kate is the owner of Rain Lashes and Rain Heels Venue, and I'm the owner of Power.Fit, and I have my own She Just Shines Confidence and Mindset course. So get ready to learn more about the both of us and the both of our lives. Okay, well, hello and welcome back to the Unbothered Blondes podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about marriage and relationships and answering lots of questions that y'all sent in from Instagram. And I'll be honest, y'all sent in a lot more than we expected. And it's only going to be Grant and I today because in the last 30 minutes, Kate and Coop got an um, last, like a, a unexpected showing of their house come up. So they're having to get out of the house, get ready to show the house. And Kate asked that Grant and I still um, record this and get it out, even though they are not able to record. But honestly, we got so many, um, like so much feedback about this that I think Grant and I could do one. They could do one. We could still do a couple together as all four of us and probably still not answer or cover everything that y'all sent in. So it seems like this is going to be a really popular topic. So get ready. It's going to be Grant and I, and I've got little Croy on my lap. So you might even hear a few little baby um, sounds. Yeah, so we're really excited to do this. I think that we got so many amazing questions in that we honestly can probably going to break this up into a two-part episode, and we'll have them join us to finish the second round of questions for the next time. But honestly, we're pretty excited about this, so let's start diving into some questions y'all have. Let's do it. Well, first things first is actually we are recording this on what is today, honey? Today is our four-year wedding anniversary. Yep. So February 4th, 2017 was the day that Grant and I got married, and today we celebrate four years of marriage. So what a great way to open up and share. And I have to say, we have come so far as individuals and in a marriage even that I don't think we would have sat down four years ago, three years ago, even two years ago to sit and do something like this, right? That's correct. Yeah, we were, I was, I'm a lot more shy. I'm very outgoing, but I'm also very shy and reserved about, you know, speaking publicly about things. So um, as the years progress, obviously you get more comfortable because Honestly, as much as being an influencer husband is great, you know, I'm having to get used to going to restaurants and people looking at us because they under, they know who Randy is because they saw on Instagram. So I've had to adapt with that and I've become a lot more comfortable with it. So I'm, uh, I'm actually happy to share stuff now. And shout out to my hubby for becoming more open and transparent and able to put things out there. Now with that, we do still very much protect certain things of our marriage. We're not going to give a complete tell-all. There are certain boundaries that we do, you know, keep quiet and private to protect. But besides that, we are going to be answering a lot of what y'all sent in. So the first thing I think is great because it says, are personal boundaries in marriage a thing? And let me tell you, I am married to an only child who is single until the age of almost 30. He got married at the age of 32. So you can imagine being an only child, very successful and established in his career, and very independent, you can imagine that that probably came with some personal boundaries in marriage that were needed. So I'll let Grant kind of explain on that. Absolutely. And kind of one of the the boundaries as far as when we first kind of got together, the one thing I never talk about is like family business, or I really don't talk about work or anything like that, because that's all, you know, that's that's our, our personal lives and our private stuff. But 
you know, all of our, you know, hobbies and what we like to do and personality quirks and, you know, things like that are all obviously open and on the table. But, you know, there was an adjustment, you know, period when we um, kind of got married because I'm a very private person. I don't just blast my information out for the world for everybody to be knowing about business. So, um, and then you married me. And then I married Random, <laughs> who, who obviously puts her stuff on blast for everybody to see. So <laughs> but it, it came with, I started my first business 13 years ago and used social media and saw how creating a lifestyle brand, where again, I don't share everything, but I do share a lot because there comes, like the trust factor comes with being authentic and sharing more than just what you have for sale online. Because people can relate through different experiences and seasons of life. So I had all that kind of as accredited behind me to where it wasn't just like, I'm just like spreading my stuff all over the internet. You know, there was rhyme and reason to it that took Grant a little while to and, understand. And I didn't fully understand, you know, anything when it came to social media because I'm from a very small town. Uh, not a very small, I mean, it's 100,000 people, but it's got a real small town feel to it. And people who use Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff, it's it's... A lot of people, I would, I don't know, politely say this. A lot of people in this town don't understand social media marketing. Um, they don't understand how to use the internet to make money, or that, that it is marketing. You know, they right. might think that cert, they might think different things than what mm -hmm. we're actually using it for, as far as like marketing our business and creating relationships. Okay, and one thing that Grant forgot to mention that has been a personal boundary of his since we've gotten together, and especially since we've gotten married is he wants like nothing box sometimes alone time just to process when he gets home from work. Now with having a baby, obviously that's a lot less than what he wants or he's having to multitask and help me do laundry and stuff like that. But I'll let him kind of explain. You know, is is someone who owns multiple businesses and works for the family business and everything, you know, not that's wonderful and great and I love it and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but sometimes it is very stressful. And so when I do come home, I kind of want to just have alone time or, uh, me time. I just, I just want to be able to go in my man cave or <clears throat> hang out in the bedroom and just watch TV, not have my phone, and just have nothing box time, as we call it. So um, that was one of my favorite things, you know, really to have when we first got married. And, and it was kind of funny that you know I would come home and Randa just be ready to see me and hug me and give me a kiss and be like, you know, play with me, play with me. Just kind of <laughs> always kind of like Barbie and Bucky. They're like, you know, Dad. And so she would be so excited when I come home and I just would be like, you know, I love you, but I just need an hour and I just go in there, I shut the door, I come back out and I'll be like, all right, what do you want for dinner? What, can, what kind of laundry what can we do? But over the time that obviously I realized that I'm just not going to have that time to do that for me anymore, but we, find, we, have a baby. we do have a baby and a family and all that, but we found ways to, for me to get it is <clears throat> we go through laundry like no one else's business. Like it is insane. Like I never thought we'd go through this much laundry. Well, you know, uh, I work out every day. So that's a, that's an outfit every day. And then I get, even if it's not super dressed up for work, I do change. So I'm at least two outfits a day. When Grant's working out, it's two I'm, outfits a I'm day. I'm two or three outfits a day. Court Kingston's about five right now. <laughs> and that little dude, he goes through onesies like you wouldn't believe. Anyway, so, but one of my favorite things to do to get nothing box time is fold laundry. Like folding laundry is so therapeutic to me. Like it is just, it's a game. Like some people like to go run. I like to fold laundry. Like that's, that's. Cause you don't time. have to think, you don't have to communicate. Yeah. And so one thing for me being married to an only child, I had to learn because I am so much more, or I would say the 
beginning of our relationship, I was so much more extroverted and social. Now with all of my roles on social media, I've actually in real life become more introverted because so much is demanded of me online that I now understand and appreciate the nothing box time. And sometimes I just want to be sitting next to Grant watching a movie, but us not necessarily communicating or talking, just being together, you know. But I had to learn with his nothing box time, as we call it, that it wasn't something I was doing wrong or falling short of or failing him. It was he grew up as an only child and he spent a lot of alone time processing and dealing with things. And, you know, with with work and now with um, a marriage and even now with the baby, you know, sometimes getting that alone time is hard. And I think someone who's raised an only child or like specific personalities need more of that. So it taught me to not necessarily take it personal. And then what boundaries do I have set up in marriage? What would you think of that? I don't know. I mean, you don't have a lot of boundaries. <laughs> You're pretty much an open book. Um, I would say as far as boundaries go. I pretty much tell you what I need. Yeah, whatever she needs, she just tells me. She's I'm not she's very independent, but she's very dependent at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's kind of the Instagram. I'm independent, but I'm needy of your attention. Correct. You know, the videos we're making on Instagram right now where it's like, Grant, you know, I need help. That's that actually that's very, very true. Uh, but other than that, of course there are things I, you know, enjoy helping her do, but you know, Randa doesn't have a lot of boundaries. She's if she wants something, she's just pretty much blatantly gonna say what she wants or needs. So. Yeah, I like the whole no game situation or I don't like tell him nothing's wrong, but something's really wrong and he needs to figure it out all by himself. Like, I know my husband's literal, so if I'm pissed off about something, I'm just going to tell him. Yeah, there's none of this situation, which I'm so thankful, because I think a lot of you are about to relate with what I'm talking about. <laughs> when I say, Randa, what would you like to eat? She says, I want Jersey Mike's, or I want Roadhouse, or I want Imperial Chinese Restaurant. There is none of this. Give me three options. I give her three options. No, I don't want any of those three options. So I have to play the guessing game of 20 different <laughs> restaurants where he's like, yeah, I think that's where we need to go when that's where she really wanted to go. Like. We don't play those games, and I, it's so I'm so refreshing. I think being a business owner, you know, creating so much content and sharing stuff on a blog, and still a work from home mom and running the house, which obviously we have put out there that we are looking for, you know, some housework help and some nanny help with baby. But right, right now we don't have that. Um, we do have help like in the actual business and the customer support side, which we're so grateful for. But all of that stuff together, like I just kind of don't have that extra time to play games. If I want a steak, I say, honey. Turn on the grill, cook it medium rare for me, and have a side of mushrooms and a glass of wine. Chop, chop. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Coming right up. <laughs> what else can I do for you? All right. So what would the next question be? Okay. The next question is parenting. And parent, okay. The guy side of parenting. This listener feels that no one really talks about the parenting from the men's perspective. So share with us, Grant, what being a new parent is like for you. Being a new parent for me is way more fun than I was even expecting. I think probably one of the biggest adjustments for me is that I'm a person that I've got to have sleep. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm in bed by 10 o'clock every night. I'm up at, you know, 7, 7 a.m., 6.30, whatever it is. And of course, those first few months with baby, we're up every hour and we're rocking him and feeding him and changing him. And so I didn't get a lot of sleep. And so I think that was probably, honestly, the, the biggest adjustment that happened for me. But now that he's sleeping 12 hours a night, we're back to a routine and it's just fun. I go to work, I come home, I play with him for a couple of hours, we feed him, bathe him. It's just a lot of fun. I also feel like Grant's someone who, like, when you drive up somewhere, he put, immediately puts the car in park and, like, jumps out and runs. Like, he is so fast and everything. And I'm like, honey, 
we have like a baby in a car seat. Like I've got bags and purses and a diaper bag. Like it's just not a put the car in park, jump out and run out anymore. Like even making Grant help me get loaded up to make it to certain appointments. Sometimes I'll like let him come and say, hey, let's go together just so he can understand what the baby adds time-wise. Yeah, so I'm still having to adjust to that. It, <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but also I will say one thing. I've always been a person, go, 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 get out of the truck, you know, run into Target, whatever we need. But at the same time, Randa also might be one of the slowest people I've ever seen in my life getting out of a vehicle. Have you ever just like gotten somewhere, got out, and you're like literally standing outside for 30 seconds and the person inside the car is fiddling for stuff? It's just like, hey, you knew we were almost here. Why couldn't you like on the way, like have your bag organized or your phone in your pocket? Like there's no thought process of like, oh, as soon as we get there, we need to like start getting ready. It's like, hey, start getting ready beforehand. But, you know, that's just a personality difference with us. Tell them about the seven P's that you taught me whenever we were dating. So the seven P's of life, which I've thoroughly (laughs) tried to live by, is proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. And we are still um, executing that. We're trying to incorporate those seven P's into Randall's life right now. It's a lot better than it ever was. Oh, 100%. It's a lot better. But I'm so much of it in the moment. Like, I want to take all the pictures and videos of Croy at all times, so I can't even, like, process the next moment because I'm too far stuck into this current moment happening. And so, I don't know. It's just difference of personalities, but I'm much better, and Grant is very organized and together. Very true. Okay, let's see. What is your best marriage advice? This listener is getting married in just three months. Honestly, put your spouse above everything else. Uh, That's probably one of the things that, you know, we've had to focus on is both, both of us are business owners. So sometimes we really, you know, we're humans. We put the business side of, of life before marriage and, you know, Randa's busy with her doing all her stuff on social media and Instagram and I'm busy doing my stuff. And sometimes we just don't make time for each other because, you know, we're working. And so we really had to step back and say, Hey, we're going to do a, a date night once a week. We're going to do this. Like, you know, it's, you really need to put your spouse as your number one. Like, your buddies want to go to the bar. Well, you don't need to go to the bar. Stay home with your wife. You know, it's it's things like that. It's it's putting your spouse as your number one, even when you have kids. Like, Randa's my number one, not Croy. And I think a lot of people would disagree with me on that, but I think the best way, and this is just a personal opinion, you know, the best way to raise a happy baby is to have a happy marriage. You know, it, you don't want to have a lot of bickering and everything between two spouses, and then that rubs off on the kid and thinks that's normal. So... I always try to put Randa number one uh, before I do anything. And I love that about you. I'll add in that I believe the best marriage advice I've ever heard is very simple. Marry the right person for the right reasons, for true love. And yeah, there's going to be difficulties, but it's going to work out. I feel like people that marry for status quo or money or they see red flags or have signs with their relationship, but they ignore it, um, that might not be the right person. Yep, I agree with that. Okay, the next question is, what's the most common misconception about us as a couple? I'm going to let Green answer, but I already know what he's going to say. And I'm not going to say this is a common misconception, but I will say it is a misconception that does happen, unfortunately. Yeah, we go back to the old I'm situation. Um, And so I think the, the most common misconception I've gotten, which has been way more often than I prefer, is that Randa just straight up married me for money. And... I think that's absolutely laughable because obviously we do have a a true love connection and everything. 
but it's so funny that, you know, I even had a, um, a girl tell me one time, pulled me aside. I was like, you know, I just don't really think that Randa's the right one. We just don't really like what she posts on social media. You know, she's pretty much a modern day rags to riches story. You know, she came from nothing and now she's marrying you and she's flaunting all of your money on, on social media. And I just started laughing and I'm just sitting there going, I made Aggie 100 before you and I were ever even dating. Yeah, I know. And that's what's funny. She had a very successful boutique, thriving. She was number 11 out of 100 on Aggie 100. The top 100 fastest The fastest 100 companies. growing Aggie-owned companies in the world. I mean, Randy was just is, is a phenomenal business person. She owned her own home. Like, she had her own money and did not need me whatsoever by any shape, form, or fashion. So I think that is what's really, really funny. And so, like, the new house is being built, and it was brought to our attention a few weeks ago, and even some stuff last week that, you know, it's just kind of funny. They're like, oh, Randy's just spending all the Grant's money, and Grant's paying for 100% of that house, and you know, Randy doesn't make any money and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it really is laughable because what's funny is that Randa's actually paying for, you know, this next house by her. I'm not putting a dollar in. It's all Randa paying for the the upkeep and the upgrade on the new house. So I just, and it's something I'm so proud of her for is that she's worked hard. She's put a lot of effort in. And, and let me elaborate on that. So when I had my retail store, you know, I'll just be kind of transparent with some numbers here. My rent was close to six grand a month before bills or insurance or utilities or, you know, any other cost. So what I put into our home now, it's, it's like smart equity for me because I own it and we get to use a big portion of the home, you know, as a, as a write off because I've got an office there. I've got a gym there. I've got, you know, a new media and recording studio for like all like the pictures and backdrop stuff and, you know, um, like even for this podcast. So. I have learned how to utilize my home and my lifestyle for my business and my work and my marketing content. So do we need as big and as luxurious as a home as we have? No, we don't need that by any means, but it's much smarter for me to go about it that route than to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars on commercial um, real estate rent for me to be working out of. So that's just something that personally I choose to do. So yeah, I would say the misconception is that I'm very Grant for money, which Grant does come from more money than I do growing up. And he comes from more money than anyone I ever dated. Um, I was never with guys for their money. I never had my parents' credit card. I never had a guy's credit card. We still have separate, you know, banking. I honestly have a little too much pride probably to use Grant for his money, even if I was in a situation where I needed it. And maybe I need to work on that pride. But honestly, Grant spends more money between the two of us. He's oh, way more the demon. That's not even remotely close like i am the <laughs> spender of the bunch and what's funny is that people will go randa just spends all of grant's money and yada yada and i'm sitting there going no she doesn't she's telling me not to spend my money like that's what's <laughs> so that's just what's so funny and comical about the whole situation but i think we've kind of beat yeah. that dead horse but let's see what the what's the next question okay the next question is for the guys oh. so grant what? what is it like to to such a well-known social media influencer I kind of harped on this a little earlier. It's really funny. I think that, you know, it it's really, really cool and exciting to, to help her do a lot of them online. But also, one of the funniest things that ever happened to me, we go back to the small town deal. One of my business partners, we were in Sopchipsville, Texas, which is like... Near what, Temple. Near Temple, but it's population, what, 200 yeah, total people? Tiny. But they have one of the best smokehouses, meat markets you've ever ate at your life. Green Sausage House. And yeah. if you've ever been there, you know, like the kolaches are bomb, the, the meat selection's bomb. 
Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm checking uh, checking out with my business partner Mason, and all of a sudden this guy walked over me. He was kind of looking at me funny, and I was like, and I already knew where this was going because I, I <laughs> would get this a little bit more often than you realize. And he was like, "Excuse me, sir, are you Grant?" And I was like, "Yeah, what's up, man?" He was like, "What can I do for you?" And he goes, "Oh my gosh, I follow you and your wife on Instagram. Will you can, take a selfie you with take me a to selfie? make my mom, make my wife?" Yeah, stay? I was like, "Will you take a selfie with me?" And my business partner is just like shaking his head, like, "What is going on?" <laughs> so he goes and takes the picture. We're holding up all the meat, you know. We're smiling big with a thumbs up or whatever. He's like, "Thank you so much, man. You just made my day." And and so we, we get that every now and again. So that's always fun, but. But what's funny is, you know, here I'm in Grant's hometown. So he's three generations into this town. The Caraba name is fairly well known in Bryan, Texas. And then I'm from little old Podunk, Bremont. You know, like I'm not born and raised here in Bryan. But how many times does Grant go around his own hometown, say his name, and then they're like, Oh, you're married to Randa. Are you Randa's (laughs) husband? I mean, I, I get, even my parents get that now. They're like, you're like, what's your name? It's Candace or David Crop. Next thing you know, oh my God, do you know Randa? And they're like, well, that's my daughter. <laughs> and they're just like, ah. So it's really funny. So it's, she is honestly probably, I I wouldn't say that, we're probably what, 50 50 well known in this town. Yeah. It's just different kinds of, yeah, of how it is. Different. It's just really funny. And it's just a lot of fun to, to. Yeah. And I love getting to meet people. Like, I love when they come up in real life. I know some people will be like, I know this seems weird. And I'm like, no, it's not weird. Like I actually enjoy that because I actually enjoy like the in-person relationships better than, you know, just typing and, you know, being behind a screen on the internet. So the next question is, what is the dumbest thing that y'all have ever gotten into a fight over? Oh my God, this is absolutely ridiculous. So, and it wasn't a fight that we got into. (laughs) It was a fight I got into with myself. And it was our first fight. And it was our first fight. So I'll let Rana tell the story because it's one of those things where it's just, I'm an idiot. Here, here, I'll let her explain. Okay, so first things first, you can probably tell by both mine and Grant's personalities. We are very large personalities. Both we are alphas. very extremist. More is more. Alpha. Very extra alpha, right? So with that, can sometimes come like playing things up bigger than they are, or like larger than life mentality, if that makes sense. So when Grant and I would, were first dating, I did think he had a little bit of an issue of exaggerating things. And he got real, like, self, I don't know, self-conscious and insecure, defensive about it. So we were, we'd gone out that night and went to, like, oh, it was unhealthy, like, Whataburger. We ordered, for the two of us, I want to say we ordered, like, 40-something dollars worth of Whataburger. And I was like, I I promise you, I can eat it all. And she's like, no, you can't. It was nonsense. So we go back to his house. And um, Grant, while he was biting into the burger bit into his tongue lip. I bit or lip. his lip okay his lip and he bit in and he's like telling me how dramatic it is which keep in mind he had some alcohol it's like two or three in the morning so he's like i don't even know what you were saying about i was like oh to- i bit my lip oh my god i'm ble- bleeding everywhere and i'm like okay you're just being dramatic like you are and you're just exaggerating this and i'm removing myself and going to bed and Grant stayed up and had a fight with himself, all yes. pissed off at me. And so I'm like, I'm not exaggerating. So I like pulled my lip out and the blood's like literally like falling on the table. And I'm like, hey, I'm not exaggerating. And she's just like, will you stop it? And I'm like, I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> he literally stayed fighting in that kitchen by him to himself. Oh, yeah. No, I stood. I was like, I told her I was going to eat all this water burger. And by God, I'm going to eat all this water burger. And the whole time, I'm just sitting there remembering, like, oh, I'm not a jagger. Just ha- I'm literally, like, working myself up, having a fight with myself. And she's in the other bedroom, and I can hear her laughing. I just me. removed myself and had a one- glorious night, went to bed, woke up the next day. I was like, how do you feel, bro, huh? I was like, yeah, I don't feel very good. <laughs> but 
And the funniest part was she was, I could hear her laughing at me having a fight with myself, which then infuriated me even more. So that would obviously be the dumbest thing we've ever And obviously about. when it gets like that, sometimes we just each have to remove ourselves from a situation when it's only going to get more heated. And that's what we've learned to do without disrespecting each other. All right. So what's the next question? Okay. The next question is, how do you know when to find a couple to double date with and tips for double dates? You know, honestly, I think it's just, uh, that's probably a good question. Honestly, if you just get along with both people and interests, you just. And look well for each other, not like be like competitive or like, I feel like when you're both good in your marriage, like it'd be different if you're going to go on a date with like a couple who's always like bickering at each other or tearing each other down. Like no one wants to spend time with that. And then that negative energy can rub off on you and your marriage. So I yeah. think someone who's very, res another couple who are very respectful of marriage in general and of each other. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, you know, we've gone to dinner with couples. I mean, hell, we've even been that couple sometimes where you just start, <laughs> you're fighting at dinner and nobody wants to be around that. So you have, you know, be with good couples, you have common interests, people that you enjoy and, and just kind of go from there. Yeah. People that make you happy and that you want to be around, you know? Yeah. Okay, this one was for the guys, so great you can answer this one. Quality that you admire most about your wife. Go oh. ahead and just shower me with all the compliments since it's our anniversary. I'll gladly take them. Oh my gosh, here we go. Are y'all listening to this? I think I've stated this multiple times. I think probably one of the things I'm most proud about her and what I love the most about her is her work ethic. I mean, she literally is the hardest working person I know. She Besides Kate. Yeah. Kate's a really, really hard worker. Right. So, all right. All right. She's number two. Okay. We'll, we'll give her that. But, uh, no, she's just a hard worker. She works 80 hours a week. Uh, she's very independent. Um, she's, she just, she has a vivacious personality and she just loves life. So it's, there's never a dull moment ever. And even like last night we were in Kroger walking around and I'm, we used to have the biggest fights in Kroger. Cause she well, I wouldn't say the biggest fights, but I would say Kroger was the biggest stressor stress, yeah. on our relationship. And let me, let me tell you why. Again, I was kind of picking at him last night. So like Grant is the person who has his, he has his structure. He has his set schedule. He goes into Kroger and, you know, he goes to this aisle, this aisle, this aisle, grabs exactly what he needs and gets out. And then there's me who goes in and I'll literally call Grant on the phone right behind him saying, hey, you want to play hide and seek in Kroger? And it'll just stress him out. And I'll like get this idea like, oh, we need to make this recipe. So let's go all over the store to find all these ingredients. And so just with our difference of personalities, we always said that Kroger was the biggest stress place for us. Yeah. And now it's well, honestly one of the, most, the opposite of that. We love going to Kroger because Last time we're, we're going from aisle to aisle and she's dancing and <laughs> slapping my butt and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And people are looking at us like we're crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, I love my wife. Cool. Y'all should be so lucky to have a loving marriage like us. Yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not embarrassed about it. And so it's kind of funny that some people will look at us like we're crazy. And some people will be like, that's pretty cool that they're joking and laughing the whole time. And Remember the one time at checkout that I freaked the ball? Oh, what did you say? Out? What did you say? I, um... So Grant and I were, he was on like a really good workout kick at this point. And, you know, guys can really like, um, I guess not really focus on their lower bodies in the gym as much. I guess like a lot of men are really focused more on their upper bodies, but here at power fit, we're all about full body workout. So, you know, I encourage Grant to do all the squats, all the hip thrusts, all like the awkward movements to, to grow the glutes. And so we were checking out at Kroger and had the whole thing full and the ladies just like scanning all our groceries. And I went to go past Grant, like, you know, in that narrow area, just to let him be the one to pay. And so I was like, okay, if you got this, then I'm going to step aside. 
was I stepped aside, I grabbed his, grabbed his butt, not going to lie, you know, obviously, like, my husband thinks he's very attractive, and I was very shocked at, like, how firm he was, and I was like, my gosh, you're getting firm down there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, I went silent, the lady checking this out, look, she just, like, stopped talking, and she kind of just slowly raised her head, just, like, her eyes were kind of just, like, looking at it, she was like, what? And you know me, I gotta, like, I don't have to justify, but I needed to share my cause, so I'm like, we've been work working out and lifting weights, and I grabbed his butt, and his butt's getting real firm. Don't worry, that's all I meant. <laughs> yeah, and so, next thing, she didn't even, she didn't even say anything, she just looked at us, shook her head, and went back to just checking stuff out, and I was like, oh my god. But it, it was real awkward for everybody involved. Okay, go ahead. All right. This one. Okay, the next question is, what are your love languages and how does your partner best fulfill it? And I'm going to go ahead and tell on myself and say that Grant is better at this and more natural at fulfilling my love language than I am at fulfilling his love language. And so it's been more of a work in progress for me. I'm getting better, but I definitely still want to improve for him. Grant's love language is acts of service, which is wonderful, like, the fact that it means a lot to Grant to have someone when he's stressed to step in and do laundry, have the meal cooked, have the dishes cleaned up, have, you know, go get gas in the cars and things like that. As to where I'm a quality time person, that's my love language. So I actually like to do those things together. Um, some of my favorite memories are Grant and I cooking dinners together, you know, cleaning up together, winding down together. And so that's definitely been a difference in our relationship. But I've learned... Maybe it's maybe we can still do some of the things together that I want, but maybe I can not have to depend upon Grant to help take care of me in certain situations. Like, for instance, filling the cars up with gas rather than saying, hey, Grant, can you go fill me up so I can save this time and spend more time getting ready? I need to start getting maybe I should go fill up the cars before I even start getting ready for whatever event we're going to. And then when he gets in the vehicle, sees there's a full tank of gas, he's proud of me and feels fulfilled in his acts of service love language. Absolutely. I think one of the funniest things that ever happened with us is that I couldn't even remotely tell you how many times I used to get in the car and it's literally on E. I'm like, Randa, are we going to be able to make it to a gas station? She's like, oh yeah, it's like that extra 1%. It's not really 1% left on your phone. You really have about 5%. It's just trying to scare you. And I'm like, uh-huh. That's not how this works in a car with gas. So anyway, long story short, she I get a, I'm at work one day and she gives me a phone call. She's like, yeah, so I ran out of gas at the very front entrance of our neighborhood, right next to the median, and I'm blocking all of traffic. So can you please bring me a gallon of gas? And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. What did I tell you about filling your car up with gas? And in my defense, I was on the way to the gas station and I just owned what I did. So I got out and stood on that median and directed traffic. Until Grant showed up with the gas tank so that all the subs coming in and out and all everyone who lived in the neighborhood, who clearly everyone knows Grant because this is one of the four neighborhoods he develops, um, you know, I didn't want traffic getting backed up. So I thought he'd be proud of me for that. And thank God his parents live in the same neighborhood. And thank God they didn't see me and get embarrassed about my irresponsibility of filling my car up with gas. Yeah, so little things like filling your own tank up with gas not having me to do every literal thing for you in life is much appreciated well so. you know when I met Grant like the first time we went somewhere he had a um like a extra phone charger on a Mophie he had another Mophie backed up like you know me and I like 
might not even know where my phone is at the given time. I'm lucky if it's got 10%. So I'm like, this man is going to be so good for me. He's going to keep my life in order. And then I kind of got a little too dependent upon that. As much as I like to act like I'm such an independent woman, I was like, oh, Grant's got me. Like, I'm good. I can just keep living in this moment and not have to prepare. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go back to exactly what I said earlier of the Instagram videos we've been making where it's like, Grant, we can get you. Grant, I need help. Grant. Like, that got... It, that got to be an ongoing joke in our house where anything was happening, I, everyone in the house would be screaming, Grant! <laughs> because well, there goes Rand and needing help again doing something. Well, have so I gotten any better? She's gotten significant. She realizes that she needs to step up and do some of this, these things herself. So I'm very much appreciative and I'm very proud of you for being more of an adult, which is amazing. But I didn't know that until our honeymoon when we read the five love languages. I didn't know that acts of service right. was his love language. So it definitely And I didn't either. Like, I mean, I never, because, you know, growing up, I was always so independent that, you know, I was and always you used like to. you like to be in control and do all the things. I like to do that, but every now and again. But I'm also the friend that I feel, and I could be wrong, it's the way I feel, is that, you know, I'm, I'm at everyone's beck and call. I'm there to do anything for anyone at any given time. And I just don't have a lot of people return that favor to me. And so it's kind of one of those deals like, so when people do do really nice things for me, it just genuinely means a lot. And so I remember when we were playing softball a few years ago, uh, we, we took a trip out one day and next thing you know, the next game, um, and I had, you know, taken care of everybody, took them in my RV. And uh, afterwards, the softball team had chipped in and bought me a Yeti cooler and was like, hey, we just want to say thank you for doing everything you did for us, you know, at the at the trip and I just like broke down started crying and they're like dude why are you crying it's just a cooler I was like people don't give me gifts like people don't do things for me and so I it just meant the world to me and that's kind of one of those acts of service things and 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 it also kind of goes into Grant's nothing box time so sometimes I'll just handle things even though I want us to be quality time together I'll say in the marriage but what kind of boundaries protect our marriage this could be anything from family friends or just you two as a couple yeah I would say as far as boundary goes it's kind of what we tell people or what we talk about we keep our business ourselves. uh family business is family business we don't we don't talk about our business to other people we mind you know we don't interject ourselves in other people's business unless other people's business directly affects me my wife or my kid we stay out of it like i don't i don't want to know people's business and i would say even just kind of blocking the whole like negative energy and if it's not a positive vibe if i don't have good energy from it I just don't have time for it and I'm not going to allow it in I'm, and I'm going to be very protective and just say, nope, you're not getting in these walls of my family or my marriage. Yeah, because we always, everybody's got that one couple friend or a couple friends that just seem to always have drama. Something's always going on in their life and they want to vent Or maybe it's or, a family member for, you know, one of the listeners. Yeah, you know? either way, but we just had to learn how to just remove ourselves from that situation and be like, you know, we love you, but this, we're just not the right person to engage in this. So we're just going to mind our own business. And I would also say, you know, something that Grant and I've learned is that we really do spend, and maybe it's because of my quality love language, my quality time, love language and Grant growing up an only child. We actually spend a lot of time alone in our marriage, like just us two, rather than always doing big group things. Now we do love group things. Like we went to Tulum with Kate and Coop, as y'all saw on Instagram. We obviously do have friends, but especially now with us having a baby, instead of every night or every like weekend night, we're not like, oh, who are we going to dinner with on Friday night? Or what are we hosting on Saturday? Or what are we, who all are we having over on Sunday? We might only pick one of those things for the weekend so that we can have our own time together. Because now with how I've grown online in my business and I do, you know, share so much for that authenticity and connection and relationship with my clients online, 
there comes time that I'm just drained of, of giving myself or even communicating or being social at all. And same with Grant and all his businesses. You know, there's a lot of like really big deals, really big numbers, a lot of things that could go wrong and be on his shoulders. So, you know, with his wanting the nothing box time, me wanting quality time, I would say just even if we're going out on a date or not, or we're staying home, just making sure that we still enjoy each other's company and being together. For sure. All right. So what do we have next? Okay. The next one is how did each of us know that the other one was the one? Was there a moment when you notably remember realizing this is who you plan to marry or how did that happen? For me, this was easy. Um, you know, we pretty much hit Keep flattering it. me since our, since, since our anniversary. Oh, no, get out of here. <laughs> For me, it was really simple. Like I knew, um, you know, the first night we met or at Rockies, you know, and, and went from there, like it would, there was just an instant connection with us. And so I think probably for me, we were officially official. I think from first date to being officially dating was what, three, four, five weeks. Yeah. Three. And then it was two weeks after we uh, were officially official. We were all at the top bar at Fitzwillie's and hanging out the backyard now or whatever it's called in college station. And um, I was with uh, her brother, Jacob and a whole bunch of other friends. And all of a sudden, uh, I just kind of stopped and I just looked around and looked at Jacob and I went, by the way, I just want to let you know something. I'm going to marry your sister. And like Mike dropped and just like walked off and every, all the guys around him were like, oh, bro, did you hear that? And it was just that I think right there just because I was, I don't know, Raina wasn't even around me, but I just was like, I love this woman. I'm two weeks in, like I'm going to marry her. And like we hadn't even said I love you at that point. I had not. I said, had. Oh, no, Randa. <laughs> Randa was by far the one to say I love you first, but like I had not told her that I loved her yet. And I would have already told her brother, I was like, hey, by the way, bro, I'm going to marry your sister. So that was easy for me. And then for me, it's the old um, saying of when you know, you know, like you just know. And that was it. And so what is our next question? Okay. What are some of mine or Kate's quirks? So Coop can answer this on the next one. So what are some of my quirks? Uh, so when I say goofy, I mean extremely goofy. And so, which is awesome because I'm kind of a weirdo myself. And so we can be really quirky and, and goofy together and our inside jokes. Like if people heard us like actually talking about our inside jokes, they would be like, these people need to be in a straight jacket. Like they're, <laughs> they're crazy, but like everybody has their own inside jokes and, and all that kind of stuff. It and I think that's, laughing. That, oh, we laugh. Like we'll sit, we, I'm not gonna say we have our own language cause that's might be a little awkward, but like. <laughs> Even, you know, our best friends that come over, we'll, we'll, I'll be talking to her, calling her names or whatever. And they're just like, there, there they go again. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just quirky little fun personality traits. Okay. What is your least favorite part about being an influencer's husband? Oh, that's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, You're the husband of this conversation. Yeah, that's a good. Good point. <laughs> um, I would say my least favorite part is. Well, also one of my favorite parts is that, you know, there are times when I just want to be able to go to dinner and just be left alone, you know? And so I remember I was at lunch with my buddy, uh, Dallas, I don't know, what was that? Two months ago, three months mm-hmm. ago. And we're at Chewy's and we're just eating dinner. And next thing you know, the waiter was like, oh, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, yeah, so that table over there said you're like kind of famous or something. And I just, in Dallas is just giving me so much nonsense and grief about it. And we're just laughing. I was like, no. I'm not famous. My wife's big on social media. They probably recognize me from her Instagram or whatever. But before that, I even told Dallas and I was like, hey, see that table over there? And he turned around and I was like, they will not stop staring. And like they're taking their phones out and taking pictures of us at the table. And I'm like, 
we're just normal people, like just trying to eat Mexican food. And, yeah, and so that, definitely that was probably no different than anyone else. I think, you know, when I started really promoting more of myself and my lifestyle online, I had done a lot of research about online marketing because, you know, obviously I've been a business owner ever since the beginning of my career. And the thing is, this day and age, we have the ability to put ourselves out there on the screens, whether, you know, the iPhone, YouTube, Instagram stories, whatever it is, to where like when we were growing up, we loved seeing people like on Full House or Family Matters or Saved by the Bell. But back then you didn't have the opportunity to create that content yourself. And even just like right here on the podcast, it's like us having our own talk show to where, you know, 20, 30 years ago, if you heard someone on the radio, you freaked out because you heard someone you knew on the actual radio. And so now I just think times have changed, but people still feel like they know people when they see them all the time on, you know, on the screen. So I really like to try to take advantage of that for my business. But then I also like creating, you know, an online community of like-minded women and, you know, people who understand me and love me and support me. And we have the same, you know, similarities in a lot of ways. So yeah, we're definitely no different than anyone else. I just use social media to my advantage where I can. Yeah, and I would also say that, and then probably my other number, one A, one B. So one B would be <laughs> the weekly photo shoot, or the three or four professional photo shoots a week. Really wear on me like you would not believe. Like I don't mind doing photo shoot every now and again. I like getting dressed up just like the next person, but I don't like getting dressed up for four hours. I now have you down to one time a month for two hours. Which is much appreciated. I'm talking about in the past when you had three or four weekly photo shoots or honestly when you still had southern jewels and we'd have to do product pictures every literal day for one or two hours a day and i was a photographer that would just wore on me like you wouldn't believe but other than that now that i'm down to once a month i'm golden so i'm good yes and you know like for instance with me grant's gotten so much better that now his photos pretty much aren't blurry or they're you know not framed wrong they got me in the center but you know when we first started i would be like okay, what's your focus on this photo? Because I'm really confused. And so you have to retake him. And I know that wore on him for me to be like, hey, I know you've already taken 47 photos, but you didn't quite get the frame um, I was looking for. So can you do one more? And I just knew how to proceed. Very, very lightly to ask. <laughs> yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Which is funny. All right. So what, what do we have next? Okay. This listener says... Do your families think it's inappropriate for the girls to show their bodies on social media? I want to follow up with that question because my family judged me for posting my fitness progress pics. So now I just don't post anymore. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. Um, we That's a really hard question to answer because we don't really talk about our family business or things like that. Uh, but I will just say from the very beginning, like when... I was getting more into fitness and looking at fitness influencing and then turning things into power fit. You know, Grant and I had to have our conversation because I had to let him know, hey, if I'm going into fitness, you know, if you look at any fitness model, fitness influencer, fitness person online, you know, I do try to do it in a very, very classy way. But obviously I can show more of my body progress and more of the muscle that I've built if I'm in, you know, workout pants and a sports bra versus a big baggy t-shirt and sweatpants. So I had to be like, I need to know if you're okay with this for me to proceed because there are going to be times that my body is going to be shown. And where I took it from is when women are all over Instagram in their bikinis all the time anyways, 
you know, I don't really showcase like the bikini or like the underwear look very often. But with, again, with pregnancy, I did. I wore like a high-waisted bikini bottom and a sports bra because, again, you can actually see the difference in the body in something like that versus a big baggy t-shirt and sweatpants. So that is something that Grant and I had to make sure that we were comfortable with within our marriage before I proceeded online. Absolutely. And we, we have, we both have family members on both sides of our family that have major issues with uh, her do sharing her body. But as long as, you know, we're okay with it, it's done in a tasteful way. Um, You know, our parents are okay with it. Um, It's just, it's just kind of part of it. It's just, it's just business. And if you look at it from a business aspect and it's done in a tasteful and classy way, then I don't think there's an issue with it. And I I really do feel bad for you. That's unfortunate that you don't want to post progress pictures because you might be getting some negative feedback, but honestly, you know, I think with time, you know, maybe this listener will get to a point to where, you know, she shares what she wants to because she wants to, and if it's not going to affect her marriage, that's okay. And with time in a marriage, you do set up more boundaries to where now, like the people who don't care for the things I post, I just, I don't even listen to it or I don't, they aren't following me. I don't, I just block them, like whatever. Like if you've got a problem with it, because again, there are women all over Instagram showing not good bikini photos for free. And I'm not that it's about money, but I know that I am influencing women to have food freedom, to build strength, to have strong pregnancies, to take care of themselves during postpartum. And that is part of my career. And it is something that I'm proud of. Am I going to have to show my body through some of that? Yes. And probably more than even I want to at sometimes, but again, it's done in a very tasteful way. And it's such accountability for me, even the weeks that I don't want to show up because I'm getting bigger in pregnancy or towards the end of pregnancy. You know, I made a commitment to myself and to everyone that I would show, you know, the true process. So even though it can come with some situations, you know, as long as I'm okay with it and can lay my head down at night and know it's all in a tasteful, positive manner to help others and to, you know, offer more opportunity for my family within my own career. And if my husband's okay with it, that is what matters. And yeah, I have had to have some conversations with my own parents about it, you know, making sure that they're okay. Cause like my dad's an elected official and people can just be nasty and try to hold anything against you if they don't like you. But here's my thing. If they don't like you, they're going to find something to hold against you no matter what. So I'm not going to stop living my life or influencing other people's lives in a positive manner and growing my own business because of someone else's issue, you know? That's exactly right. Look at it. It's a, it's a them issue, not a you issue. And it's looking like this will probably be our last question of the podcast. So let's, let's end it on a good note. Well, let's, you know, I'm all about today being our anniversary. I'm such a wedding and anniversary. Um, such a feeler in these types of situations. And I'm probably much more the feeler than Grant. So I'm going to take advantage of this. <laughs> He's going to inch, inch mile. He says, I'm going to give you an inch. Don't you take a damn mile. So I'm going to say, how are we celebrating um, this anniversary compared to others? Is it what we expected? Is it different? And what do you think was most monumental as far as growth in the previous year of our marriage collectively? Yeah, I would say that we are probably, um, I'm going to cook her dinner at the house tonight. Um, she'll get some flowers, <laughs> but we're not taking a vacation. We're not doing a lot this year because, as everybody knows, we are moving in 17 days from now. So, And we, we weren't expecting to list our house. Our house wasn't listed. It got sold without being listed, and so that is speeding up our move and us having to get out. So because of all of that, Grant and I decided that we would take a trip in a couple months, once things are more calm, 
rather than for our actual anniversary. Absolutely. And so we that that's why it's different. Usually we like to take an anniversary trip and we've gone to where all we gone? We've gone to Cabo. Mexico. Where, where did we go last year? We didn't because then we were creating Power Fit oh, and yeah. we were pregnant. No, I thought we went to like Austin or something. I don't know. What did we do last year? No, no. We, we sat, we did a YouTube video last year. I really think that first year was our biggest one. We've been building businesses. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. So anyway, we were building a house last year. So Absolutely, that's true. So anyway, long story short, um, yeah, it, it's this one's going to be a little bit different because we're not, we're not going to have any fancy dinners and... And all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes, we are on Saturday. On Saturday, but not today. It's yeah, not, I mean, but on Saturday, you're taking okay, me to Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. On Saturday, we're having a big fancy dinner. <laughs> but, um, yeah, over the last year, you know, our marriage has really gotten a lot stronger. Um, you know, as Rand has said multiple times, we're firm believers in counseling. We go to couples counseling all the time. We love it. Like, I genuinely look for, even like, you know, we're not perfect. We have issues that we need to work on. But there's a lot of times where we show up to the counselor's office and we're like, we don't have anything to talk about, so let's just do and exercises. She finds stuff. For oh, us she'll though. find stuff or to talk like, about. Or you she... might not have an issue right now, but I can see this resulting in an, into an issue in the future. And then we're like, "Oh wow, I never even thought about that." And that does kind of bother me. So yeah. she helps find things even when we don't think there are issues with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And so that's what I love is that anything I can do to strengthen my marriage, to where we can communicate better, count sign me up. I'm all in. So. But how would you think that, you know, everything's been strengthened over the last year? And obviously with Core Kingston being born. Yeah, you know, this past year was COVID. So we worked at home a lot when we found out we were pregnant and we weren't expecting it. It was like a lot sooner. So, you know, the seven months, I found out I was pregnant at eight weeks. So those seven months before I had baby, we were just like working and cranking stuff out, also building the house. So we took COVID to our full advantage, or I did, to work from home and get as much done so that I could try to enjoy the newborn phase, which I gave myself four weeks before I had two launches after the baby was born. And I thought I was really allowing myself a lot of time, even though I was still working for those launches. You know, I had so much to learn. So, you know, new parent life is a new level for us. I definitely look at and love and respect my husband in an even deeper way now because I get to see him become a dad. I get to see him, you know, be so interactive and loving with Chloe. And I get to see him be so proud of the mom that I've become because we all obviously put it out there that Grant was very, very worried and concerned if I would be maternal enough and if I would take care of the baby well. And, you know, Grant, what do you have to say about that? Is it what you expected? What did you expect versus what yeah. came about? I, I expected her not to be very maternal because Rand is not a put up with anybody's nonsense kind of person. And so I was when the baby's crying, she'd just be pissed. Be like, you need to stop crying. Back like an adult. Like, I was, I was worried about <laughs> oh my it. gosh, Grant. But at the same time, um, no, she has been the exact opposite of what I thought. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, she's very loving and tender and kind and gentle and sweet and all those words. But no, she is, I couldn't ask for a better mom. I mean, she has just oh. done a phenomenal job. And, you know, we told y'all weeks four through six, when, when baby was only four to six weeks old, were some of the hardest times in our marriage. And that's no joke because we were sleep deprived. We were, you know, learning together, but still working, but frustrated. And, you know, it's just hard when you're running on a lack of sleep. So I'm not going to act like it's all just been a cakewalk. But we have we have um, been diving in the past two, three months in counseling to some things that we both knew were some external factors that could affect our marriage, but we're maybe not comfortable. And we've just really gotten to that. We're not worried about comfort level. We're going to make this as best we can. Okay, since I made Grant go over and over 
oohing and aahing me for our anniversary. He's now gone, and I want to wrap this segment up by myself so that it can be a little bit of a surprise when he listens, because he does listen to our podcast. Even when he's on him, he listens back to him. It's really cute. But I think for anyone who has followed me long-term or even since before Grant and I were dating or even since we got married or even just these past few years, you can probably tell that I have experienced some of the most growth ever in the years since Grant and I have gotten married, especially this past year or two. It's even just been more. And that is because of my husband. You know, marriage is not perfect. It's not easy. Um, it's not always even enjoyable when you're in arguments or fights or pushing each other, even in ways to grow. And that is one thing that I do very, very much value about my husband is that he pushes me, he encourages me, he challenges me, he helps me to grow. I swear sometimes I feel like marriage is holding a, like my husband holding a body mirror right in front of me and just showing me all these like self-awareness things about myself that I didn't know. But as uncomfortable as, you know, constructive criticism and growth can be, I know it's only made me a better woman, a better wife and mom, and I would not be where I am today without Grant. And so I just want to be very grateful of the marriage and the love story that I have been blessed with. And I don't want to act like it's always rainbows and butterflies, even though I do choose to see the positive and speak highly of him and lift him up as much as I can. And it's something that I want to only get better at is continuing to lift him up, um, encourage him, comfort and love on him through the hard times. But marriage has been, it's just been an incredible journey and one of the best learning lessons that's never going to end. It's always going to be us learning more about each other and how to grow better together and all the different things that are going to come our way in life. So thank you so much for listening. And honey, if you're listening, I just want to say I love you more than anything. I will always love you more than anything here on earth that's worldly and happy anniversary. Cheers to many, many more. Love you. So yeah, we're definitely at that place that, you know, I'm always someone who's fine with getting, you know, getting into the nitty gritty. And so now I don't mind kind of putting that on, you know, our marriage for our family, because now we have, we have a child and that makes things, you know, Grant and I want to be not only the best husband and wife for each other, but the best parents for Croy. And it's obviously created some different situations that we have to think of hypothetically as he grows up. And so, you know, I kind of just have no reservation, no hold back no comfort zone really anymore that I want to stay in with. Or sometimes you can get to where like, okay, we're good. We don't need to like dive any deeper or pick any more scabs or wounds from the past. And I've been at this place these past couple months where I'm like, let's rip it all open. And Grant's like, God bless Randa. You are so aggressive. And it's been hard, but also I know it's definitely helped and it's only going to make the longevity of our marriage and our family even stronger than ever. And I wish you could see Grant right now. Chloe just woke up and he's, kissing on him and he took him from me so he wouldn't be fussy so that I can wrap this up. So yeah, it's a truly wonderful blessing to see my husband turn into a dad because he's absolutely wonderful with his own little mini me that looks just like him. (laughs) So again, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the feedback. You will definitely hear from Kate and Coop on the next one. So I don't know if they'll do one or if we'll do one, all four of us. Again, we had so much sent in that y'all want to hear about, y'all want to hear. There were a lot more questions asking about like getting married young or younger couple questions that were directed towards Kate and Coop that they'll definitely answer. Y'all definitely want to know what's going on with Kate listing her house and moving and all of that. So they'll have to jump on and kind of give you an update. But again, they're not here because 
just a few minutes before we were going to hop on, they had an unexpected house showing. So life happens, but we're still showing up. So remember, go ahead and give us a review on the Unbothered Blondes podcast. Screenshot this and share it to your Instagram story. Feel free to tag Unbothered Blondes, Kate Davis, and or myself, Randa Caraba, so that we can see that you're listening. Give us your feedback because we are here to give back to you, to tell you more about our lives, our experiences, different seasons and journeys that we're going through and basically just learn to be as open, transparent, and honest as possible while still setting some of those healthy boundaries for our own selves and our own marriages and our own families. So thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. See y'all. Oh, Grant, you want to tell me happy anniversary one more time? Happy anniversary. I love you so much. (laughs) Bye y'all.